Okay, uh, well what we'll do, I'll run in first, uh, gather up all the eggs so we can kind of just, you know, blast them all down with AOE. Um, I will use Intimidating Shout to kind of scatter them so we don't have to fight a whole bunch of them at once. Uh, when my shout's done, uh, I'll need Anthony to come in and drop his shout too uh, so we can keep them scattered and not have to fight too many. Um, when his is done, Bass of course will need to run in and do the same thing. Uh, we're going to need Divine Intervention on our mages uh, so they can uh, AE uh, so we can of course get them down fast because we're bringing all these guys. I mean, we'll be in trouble if we don't take them down quick. Uh, I think it's a pretty good plan and we should be able to pull it off this time. Uh, what do you think, Abdul? Can you give me a number crunch real quick? Uh, yeah, give me a sec. I'm coming up with 32.33, uh, repeating of course, percentage of survival. Oh, that's a lot better than we usually do. Uh, Alright, thumbs up! Ready, guys, Let's or? do this! Leroy Dragons! Oh my god, he just ran in. This is the Cutline Podcast with your host, Michael Cavalunis. Daniel Berger walks away the winner at Pebble Beach. And I don't think anyone has a more sour taste in their mouth than those who were backing Nate Lashley, who fell short last weekend and quite possibly could have seen his last opportunity to win on tour. Come on, guys. He's 38 years old. He's only won once. It's kind of his last shot right there, right? Right? This week, you're going to need Moxie. You're going to need Grit. The Genesis Invitational is loaded from top to bottom. Now, other than a major, this might be the most top-heavy slate we're going to see this season. In fact, it's even more competitive than, dare I say, the Players' Championship. It's a small field. 65 in ties make the cut. The Genesis Invitational. Boom. Hello, Canada. Hello, USA. Hello, UK. Welcome back, Australia. Hello, Germany, Spain, New Zealand, the Virgin Islands. Welcome. And of course, we can't forget our top cities, San Jose, Grand Island, Chi-Town. Thank you, hometown. Calgary, Calgary, Atlanta, Queens, East Brunswick, Milwaukee, which is Algonquin for the good land, uh, Holtz Summit, Corning, Red Deer, Fairfax, and South River. New listeners, welcome to the cut line. Enjoy. Those big cons are going to love you, eh? What do you mean? You're a cute little guy. They're going to be loving you from dawn until dusk. Turn! Where are you going to be? I'll be in the cafeteria selling smokes. Of course, those of you returning love your suit. But before we continue, we're going to bring back an old favorite. So thanks to one DM from a listener to this show, we are going to reconcile all of our issues with Indiana. And Ryan Kaiser, you are now our dumbass. You have to fill out a form just to throw something in the garbage? That sucks. Beavis, you're a stupid dumbass. Ass clown. Dumbass! You dumbass! You're a dumbass! Such a dumbass! <laughs> 
colossal ass hat. Oh, no, I beg to differ. Oh, dear God. You see, my name's Billy, and I just won King of the Ring, but there's one problem. Everybody still thinks that I absolutely suck. Your fiance is an asshat. He's not an asshat. Watch your language, okay? Oh, what language? Yeah. Mr. Dumbass, I can bring a lot to dumbass and dumbass. I'm a go-getter. Dumbass material all the way. So, am I your man, Mr. Dumbass? He was saying I was being too hard on this Midwestern state, that Indiana and I, I, I just overstepped my bounds and to directly quote Ryan, you got family in Indiana. They aren't that bad. Well, Ryan, congratulations. You're now the replacement for a bit that was just Indiana. I know someone who's happy about that. My boy, Richard Clark, you're welcome. By the way, golf this spring, buddy. We can go and golf. Golf in Indiana. I hear they got some nice courses. Anyways, Ryan Kaiser, new dumbass. Replacement for the bit that was ongoing. You are gonna love it, I'm sure. Anyways, I'm Michael Cape Lunas at Lunas on Twitter, L-I-U-N-A-S. Leader of the MG Pack, the Mr. Lineup Fix, your host with the most, the tout who's gonna nail this slate six of six, and potentially some wieners. Winners come Sunday. Gotcha. I wish I was that arrogant to guarantee six and six, but we were looking at a great weekend where I didn't even play cash, and I was sniffing at the top in the mail, sniffing in the 20 max. It's coming. I'm telling you guys, it's coming. So let's break down this weekend slate with the good, the bad, the ugly. All right, the good nailed burger. Talked about him. We talked about playing him, going heavy. We went Daniel Burger in basically all of our lineups, and it paid off. Solid lineup construction to start off with Daniel Berger. Now the bad, the MG just didn't really nail the 6K range. Now I did say that I didn't love the range last week, but let's face it, one MG finished in the top 25. The rest either missed the cut or finished in the bottom of the standings. Not a huge 6K week, but I didn't recommend lineup construction going that way. And then of course the ugly Lashley, that 16th hole triple is going to be one of those holes that, that people who bet him are never going to forget. We don't forget those brutal losses. And I guarantee you a lot of gamblers were out there thinking about the thousands they were going to win. Some even more. Feel bad for you guys, man. Feel bad for you Nate Lashley fans. All right. So the cut line is here to bring you in-depth analysis of the Genesis Invitational. I'm going to do the best I can. Oh, this is the worst looking hat I ever saw. Oh, it looks good on you, though. To make sure that you're cashing big on Sunday. In addition, we'll be sure to bring in timely wax, greenside sun traps, and a putt that might be dropping in through the back door. And now the goal of the cut line is to make sure you're creating the best lineups, winning lineups, lineups that are kicking ass and taking names and scoring big with everyone's favorite six of six golfers through the cut line. Pun intended. Boom. But if you need leverage... And I'm talking about ownership here. I know I'm going to be checking out fan share sports. And even with my own personal ownership projections, I know that a second opinion is highly and incredibly important. The guys I trust fan share sports. Why? 
because I'm the guy who does the ownership projections for Fanshare. So if you're not subscribed, very, very easy fix. Go to the website, go to the discount code, and write the word cutline, and you'll receive 20% off your monthly membership. Boom. Boom. Ownership is not a leverage to be belittled. Of course, we got to give a shout out to BGA Fantasy National. You want stronger lineups, better lineups, bigger lineups. My process starts with these two sources and gives me a huge leg up when compared to the rest of the industry. Your lineups are probably ending up in the gutter on the wrong end of the flag stick. So I ask you, what are you doing? You're probably not using Fanshare Sports. You're probably not using PGA Tour. You're probably not using Fantasy National. This week, the PGA Tour heads to the Pacific Palisades in beautiful California. The California West Coast Swing continues, and the Genesis Invitational will play host to some of the most prestigious golfers on PGA Tour. The course to challenge them, the Riviera Country Club, a masterpiece of old-school golf. The course has seen such frame champions as Ben Hogan, Sam Snead, Faldo, Freddie Couples, and the course will challenge these golfers as they will see seven par fours that will measure more than 450 yards in length. Course history here, very important. But you know what else is important? The course breakdown. So it is the Canyon course in the Pacific Palisades within the city limits of Los Angeles. We're looking at a course that is almost 7,400 yards and a par 71. In 2019, the course ranked 10th out of the 49 courses played on tour. Remember, we're not looking at last year. Just too many courses off that list. There are undulating small poa greens, the tight Kikuyu fairways, lovely, lovely hitting off the fairway. But if you're in the rough, sometimes it gets pretty hard. And as we've seen, these golf courses have been really challenging the PGA Tour golfers. They're making it tough. Just look at last weekend. This is a strategy track with changing sight lines, dog legs, bunkers that are cleverly placed. And, of course, the Kikuyu grass enables creative shot making, scrambling. Think Bubba Watson, why he's done so well here before. So key stats that I'm looking at this weekend, strokes gain approach. I'm looking at scrambling, strokes gained around the green, strokes gained T to green, and, of course, birdie uh, or better percentage. I, th- I think there's a lot to be gained here. But the question that you need to ask yourself is, who are we going to play this weekend? He's two putts from victory. Only needs one. Ooh, got a member's bounce there, boys. That's birdie all day long. So this is the cut lines birdie or better segment where we will look at the top range of golfers all the way from the 11K down through the 7K range. And my, oh my, this course... This tournament is exciting, exciting. We are loaded with some of the best players, if not the best players in the world. You want Dustin Johnson? We got him. Justin Thomas? We got him. Roy McIlroy, Johnny Rahm, Bryson DeChambeau, Xander Brooks, Cantlay, Colin Morikawa, Daniel Berger, Finau, Spieth, Matsuyama. The names are endless on who is here this weekend, and it absolutely is exciting. Let's be realistic, guys. We don't normally see this type of field except at a major. But everyone knows that these FedEx points are precious. Okay? They truly are. 
So we are looking at just golfers going to play, they're going to play aggressively, and of course, who doesn't want to play at the beautiful Genesis Invitational? It is a true testament to how good these golfers actually are. So I'm looking forward to it. You should be looking forward to it. The thing I first want to point out before we even get started, before we even break down this top tier range, is how good this actual tournament is. When you look at the official golf rankings, okay, the 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 way that these golfs are stand like you know placed in the standings and rated and and what we are looking at here is that seven of the world's top 10 rated golfers are playing in this tournament we are loaded okay loaded this tournament i understand that if you go to the 6k range you have some weird names down there some names that are not popular but still when you look at the top heaviness of this range you're going to have to make some tough choices so let's start within that top tier range the 11k down to the 10k range all these guys looking at double digit ownership right now what i'm projecting the lowest b is roy mcelroy the guy hasn't won in a while i still think he's in play roy can win any weekend there's not a lot to say stats wise where these guys fit dustin johnson number one in the world we saw him be successful at the masters that's a good correlation for this event we've seen him recently win over in dubai and overseas so it's not like he hasn't been playing um, you look at him in my overall stat model, he doesn't crank out well because we do have some little lag time in there within the last 50 rounds where he wasn't as successful as he's recently been. But then again, I'm not too concerned about that. Aggregate model, top 10. Awesome putting on these greens, on the Polo greens. Great at scoring, obviously. Solid in approach. The course history is a must here for DJ. 10th, 9th, 16th, 1st in 2017, 4th in 2016. Five of five straight made cuts with an average finishing position of eighth place. I'll take those odds at 11,300. Now, I don't know if you can squeeze that salary into the optimal lineup here this weekend. That's my caveat. If you don't think you can, I get the fade. I totally understand it, and I might be there with you, okay? The next is uh, JT. Coming off the heavy heart with loss of his grandfather, I'm kind of curious if that'll motivate him this weekend or if it'll affect him negatively. It's kind of just like one of those things that are in the air. We don't know the psyche of Justin Thomas right now. We don't know how he's going to play. We know he was really close to his grandfather. But needless to say, that is some kind of narrative that if you do like those narrative stories, that you could play it. Now, Rate like a range of success here. Missed the cut last year, second, ninth, 39th, and 54th. We have seen that he at the waste management finished 13th, but we did see him struggle after learning about the death of his grandfather. So, moving forward though, looking at a lot of what we're looking at here with JT, um, solid again, just like DJ in scoring, solid in approach. Not so strong with the putter, typically on the post surface, but still in the overall stat model ranks top five. Confidence model, number three. Um, the nice thing, though, to see here is that the style, course style projection, ranks in the top ten. Roy McIlroy, kind of the same boat, right? It's sixth in my projection model, third in my course projection model, second in my style projection model. Um, coming in at the third highest, and a guy who has a better average finish, finishing position in his tournaments here than the guy who's second and that's jt and better than johnny rom who's getting a lot of popularity thing i like about the three of these guys is that they've played recently right waste management justin thomas mcelroy and rom all finished tied for 13th before that roy finished 16th at the farmers rom finished seventh at the farmers so they did take the at&t pro-am off which is fine but like all these guys fit that boat they're all just top 10 overall stat model all top 10 in the in, in the confidence model so 
Last guy, Bryson DeChambeau. I can't be on board with Bryson, and it it pains me to say it. I would be more on board if he were single-digit ownership, but he's not. He's gaining popularity. We look at his course history. It's pretty solid here. Fifth last year, 15th and 41st. The thing is, though, he hasn't played since the TOC, man. So I just don't really have a lot of love for for DeChambeau. Um, Coming in this week, I, I think that I don't know if I necessarily end up fading him. But I do think it's like, do you want to risk playing DeChambeau here? He played at the TOC. He played at the Saudi where he finished tied for 18th. And that was like earlier in the month of February. Other than that, he hasn't played much golf. He hasn't shown much form. So DeChambeau is one of those guys that I might bet just to get pieces of him, but I don't know if I'm going to end up playing him in DFS. Going down to that 9K range, the guys that I like are Xander, Cantlay, Finau, Matsuyama, and Adam Scott. And we'll start from the bottom here with Matsuyama. Or I'm sorry, with Adam Scott. Adam Scott won here last year, has an impeccable course history. He's kind of like a must-play, right? He hasn't missed the cut in his last five attempts with the average finishing position of 15th place. Kind of the same story with Hideki Matsuyama, um, he has one miscut, but other than that, 11th, 9th, and 5th. So if you like Decky this weekend, I think it's the weekend to play him because you're probably going to get him at a reduced, subdued ownership. People have been taking shots at him in their recent tournaments. They took shots at the Waste Management, at the Farmers, at the Sony. It hasn't paid off, especially at that salary. I think it's a good opportunity here to go Decky. Can he win? I don't know. I don't think so. He's kind of one of those like Tony Finau rare bird, just can't put it all together for four straight days. But still, I do like Matsuyama in this spot. Speaking of Finau, we all know that he can't win. Here's my problem with Tony Finau, okay? And I hope this gets out there somehow. The guy lives in Utah. I have nothing wrong with his, his family values, whatever his religious views are. I don't give a shit about that. What I do care about is how do you practice when you live in Utah? Guys live in Texas. They live in Cali. They live in Florida. They live in Arizona where they can go play on real courses and play every day, play for all hours of the day. I'm just not buying it. So you want to know the reason that I think Tony Finau can't win on Sunday? It's because of where he lives. He doesn't get the proper practice. That's an opinion. I could be wrong. Who knows? Anyways, Finau, solid for here for this course. We've seen a second place finish, of course, <laughs> in 2018. And we've seen solid recent form at the Farmers and the American Express. Overall stat model ranks in the top 15. Confidence model ranks number top 10. Aggregate model top 16. So we are obviously going to skip Berger because of him just winning. So I, I'm just not buying it. But we are going to go back up to Cantlay and Xander. Both have shown great form. I think they both fit this course extremely well. Xander, or excuse me, Cantley, of course, finishing third just this last weekend. So it's a good, solid showing. And then when you look at Xander, two back-to-back second-place finishes at the Waste Management and the Farmers. So his his current form is looking pretty solid. So I, I might even start some of my builds with these 9K guys here just to get a little diverse. Uh, I do think Xander is probably going to be one of the most popular in the slate. So pairing him up with one of these like single-digit owned guys here in the 9K range, I think does make you unique. I think Cantley fits that realm. Brooks Kepka fits that realm if you want to go that route. I don't think Morikawa and Berger get it down to single digits, but Jordan Spieth does. 
and so does Matsuyama. I'm not on speed this weekend. I know we saw him last week. I, I just, I want more time. I want more time to see some like hiccups and see how it reacts. So I, I think that's this weekend where we see it. We see the, the, the yips coming in. We see like errant shots coming in and returning back to form for Jordan Spieth. And trust me, golf's better, a better sport with a great Jordan Spieth. It is someone who's dominant and can shape shots the way he did at, at Pebble. But the thing is, is that it just doesn't turn around that quickly without bumps in the road. And I think this might be one of those times. I'm speculating, honestly. I don't really have any stats to support that. I just don't think that he necessarily fits this course as well as we'd like him to. And and it's kind of an issue, right? You look at his his standings here, 59th, 51st, 9th, 22nd, and a missed cut. We're coming off a third-place finish, fourth-place finish, great, excellent form. But again, because of that excellent fourth, because of who he is, I think he's going to have higher ownership than what I'm currently projecting. If he does end up in the single digits, I'm most definitely going to take shots on him. Okay, so that's about the 9K range that I'm looking at. Going down to the 8K range, I'm going to start here. I like Bubba Watson, course history. I'm not going to go into much detail, and you can listen to other shows to, to hear about Bubba. The guy's impeccable course history. We all know he loves playing here. Um, look, first place in 2016, first in 2018. Last year, I was all over him. He missed the cut. I don't care. I'm going to play him again. But I think what you got to make a choice on here is Victor Hovland. Okay, he's never played here before. Finished second at the Farmers and thirty-first at the TOC. He played one time at the Masters in twenty eighteen, and that then Augusta correlates so well with this course. But I'm just projecting him so high, right? My overall stat model ranks number eleven. Scoring model top twenty. Approach model top twelve. Fairways and greens top ten. Confidence top 10. Aggregate model top 10. I I don't know how ownership's going to play out on Victor Hovland. If, if ownership's out insanely high on him, I feel like you just have to pass, right? Because there's so many what-ifs and unknowns here. He's never played here before. Now, if it gets down to the single digits, I think you have to buy big, right? You're looking for the randomness that Victor Hovland is going to be awesome. It's an interesting position to take because I think it's one of those plays that if you're wrong on it, it's going to burn you this weekend. And obviously, if you play him and he finishes 40th, it's, it's, that's, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm saying if you play him, you're hoping he finishes top 10. If you fade him, you're hoping he misses the cut or, or, or finishes in that 40th position, 50th position, like close to last place. It's an interesting spot for Victor Hovland, like to say the least. All right, Scotty Scheffler, I'm a sucker for him. I play him all the time. I know that like Scheffler on these greens is not necessarily the best on POA. Um, actually terrible on it. I've fallen a, in a trap of this for Scheffler before. And more than likely when it comes down to it, like when, when, it, when all the chips are, are kind of like squared away, I'm probably going to fade Scheffler just because of the POA putting. Um, I know anyone could put on that surface and do well. It's just I'm not buying it here. Um, will he end up in some of my lineups? Of course he will. I'm, like I said, I'm a sucker for Scotty Scheffler. It's just I'm buying low. Or I'm, I'm just I'm not going to be overexposed to him. 
He finished 30th here in 2020, had a miscut in 2018. I remember that miscut vividly because I was all over him that weekend. Uh, still, long story short, I think Scheffler for me is kind of iffy. I love Cam Smith, though, in this position. Cam Smith ranks 24th in my projections model. He ranks in the top 25 in putting, top 25 in scoring, top 50 in approach. You look at his course history, and this is the volatility that I like. Miscut 49th, 6th, 28th, 63rd. Okay? Recent form, miscut at the Farmers, Sony is a 62nd and a 24th. If you are mme that's the only way you make a Cameron Smith play. I don't think he makes it to a 3-max. He obviously doesn't make it to a cash lineup, but he does fit this course. You look at Lee Aldrich's course suitability metric on FanshareSports.com. He ranks 31. So that's looking pretty good. Data Golf's got his skill projection pretty high. I don't think he's a high like risk to miss the cut, but still, I don't know if the upside's there this weekend for Max or for Cam Cam Smith. Next guy I'm looking at in the eight thousand range is Max Homa. All right, Max is an interesting play to say the least. First of all, coming in at single digit ownership, fitting twenty fourth in my overall stat model. In the scoring model, though, in the approach model, in his recent form, this is what I'm concerned about. Like, this is where the pivot comes for Max. And I know what you guys are thinking. You're like, what do you mean he's been bad? What are you, what are you talking about? Seventh place at the AT&T, 42nd in the Waste Management, 40, 18th at the Farmers, 21st at the American Express. Well, I get it, but, like, this is a longer course, right? He's not the longest hitter. He's going to be using long irons here, and I think this is going to cause troubles for Max Homa. Still, the upside is there in his recent form. So you do have to consider that. You look at a fifth-place finish last year. In, in 2019, you look at 37th place. So there's a lot of options to take here within the, this this 8K range, but Max will round it out for me at 8,200. Matt Wolf, Kokrak, I think they're options. They're, they're, they're obviously solid plays, you know, based on their – their history Kokrak specifically missed the cut last year but then top 30 top 20 finishes in the second place finished in 2016 so there's a lot of upside there um i think though you're playing the ownership game right if you are going to go down here you're going to like lean towards wolf because he's going to be lower owned single digit ownership compared to cokes who is going to have double digit ownership just based on course history so all right we're going down to that 7k range and kevin na Russell Henley, Fitzpatrick, Woodland, Tringale, Norlander, Luke List are my 7K plays. And look, Kevin Knott. All right, so one at the Sony. This is what you're going to get from Kevin Knott. You're either getting a miscut or you're getting a solid round. You look at him in his course history, miscut, 33rd, second, fourth, miscut. So Nas' play here is pretty successful. Um the thing that he does so well is putt on POA, okay? My overall stat model, not ranks 25th. My confidence model ranks 35th, so not a huge, huge jump here, but I still like not at 7,900. Russell Henley fits kind of like the same mold. He is a guy that has decent course history here with 17th and 44th. Of course, he, at the Waste Management, finished 30th, had a miscut at the American Express, but then 11th at the Sony, he looks solid in approach in his last 12 rounds on longer courses, right? He ranks 10th in the field on that. Where you're worried about with Henley is the putter. If the putter goes cold, it's going to be a cold, short round for Russ. But still, I'll take it. Matt Fitzpatrick, I hope, stays a sleeper. I really do. He's been playing overseas. Everyone will look at his recent form and say he hasn't played. 
He's won a tournament and finished in 17th. No joke. Okay. Fitzy's in play. You have to consider him in your MMEs. I might even consider him for cash. That's how much I love Fitzpatrick in this 7,000 range. He's he's lower priced than what I think he should be simply because he hasn't been playing here in the States on tour to see results for DraftKings to price him appropriately. Okay? Look, Fitzy, in, in terms of like the metrics of where he ranks, he ranks top 10 in the overall stat model. Ranks top 25 in scoring, top 30 in the approach model, top 10 in the fairways model. Played here last year, finished 30th. I love Fitzy in this spot. I think it's a solid play. Next two guys I want to mention, Gary Woodland, Cameron Tringale. I love Tringale's name. Everyone knows that. But Woodland, very solid for this course in my confidence model. Both ranked 19th and 20th, respectively. Overall stat model, 17th and 26th. Where I'm a little concerned here is the volatility here with Tringale's course history. He missed the cut in 2018, didn't do so well in 2016, but does have a top 10 in 2017 and a top 30 finish in 2020. He looks really good, though, in his recent form. 7th, 17th, 18th, and 56th. Uh, Gary Woodland, though, on the other hand, missed the cut at the Waste Management at a 48th and 16th, so he's kind of trending in the wrong direction. But he does have a 26th place finish here in 2016. Um, in, the, in, the, in the official golf rankings, Woodland ranks 41st. So I'll take that upside at reduced ownership. And I will most definitely play him. A guy I loved last week that I'm just not super in love with this week. We'll talk about a little bit later. That's Cam Smith. Uh, we got a segment for him. But we are the last two guys that we're going to round out in this 7K range are Norlander and Luke List. I think they're both solid options. I might deviate from List if this ownership keeps growing higher and higher. Right now, I got 11%, and with List being $7,300, it is kind of a steal, but if people keep taking advantage of it, I'll go elsewhere. I'll go somewhere else in the 7K range just to deviate and get a little bit different. So, All right, so the question is now, who am I not going to play? No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No. No. No, 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 hell no. Can't do it. So this is the cut line signature segment. Can't do it. Won't do it. The ownership plays that are double digit owned, double digit ownership plays that I'm not going to play this weekend so first of all 10k range is bryson dechambeau dechambeau this could burn me no doubt in my mind he could easily come out and win this tournament but look i don't like the fact that he's barely played he's only played in toc and the dubai overseas finished 18th his course history here Fifth last year, 15th, 41st. This is a new Bryson, a Bryson who hits bombs. Not very finesse. I think he's going to run into some issues here. We saw the issues he ran into Augusta in November. I think he runs into some similar problems here. Looking Neiman at 8,800. Double-digit ownership Neiman? Are you serious? Come on. You're joking. Miscut here in 2020. 44th in 2019, hasn't played since the Sony, looked good though, finished second and then second at the TOC, I think that recent form is going to give him some love, but I am going to say can't do it on Joaquin Neiman, 
The last two guys, Kim Davis and C. Woo Kim. First of all, overall stat model, both rank in the bottom half. Um, C. Woo especially ranks 91st. You look at my scoring model, Siwoo only ranks 40th in my in my in the in the overall analysis of it. You look at their course history, Siwoo looked good last year and the year before with the 37th and third, but then missed the cut for three straight years. Of course, Cameron Davis 2019 missed the cut. Davis's recent form does look a lot better, right? He finished 14th at the AT&T, 32nd at the Farmers, third at the Amex. 31st at the Sony. So there is hope here for this recent form kind of thing for Cameron Davis. It's just I'm not buying it. I just don't think he fits the course the best. And I think he might run into some issues. He's cheap. Don't get me wrong. 7,500. So if you do need some lineup filling with, with, with Cameron Davis, I get it. But can't do it, man. Double digit ownership, Cam Davis. No, can't do it. All right, let's break it down. MGs guarantees 6K range. Who's going to finish 25th or better? <laughs> Martin Pillar. He is a monster. He is a monster. Miscut. Miscut. Martin Pillar. I guarantee he will make the cut. Martin Pillar. Miscut. Miscut. I guarantee he will make the cut. Martin Pillar. <laughs> a monster. I guarantee he will make the cut. The MG Monsters in guarantee the 6K range where we are going to break it down and pick up those guys, those sleepers, if you are going Stars and Scrubs this weekend. Whew. Danger. Danger, Will Robinson. Danger down here. But I do got a few. I am going back to Naismith. There's no doubt in my mind. Okay, I love the guy. I've played him almost every tournament that he's been back. Totally, totally, totally paid off last weekend. And now he's only $6,900. Okay, $6,900. Of course, he was way up last weekend, and I'm okay with that. But still, does not have any course history here, but I love the recent form in Naismith. I'll take the upside. I'll take the current approach that he has. It's insanely good. I'm going to buy Naismith. He doesn't necessarily fit as high as I would like to see. 61st in my confidence model, but still, I do like him here. Um, Doug Gim, Sebastian Munoz, and Marty Laird are my next three that I'm going to mention. I'm not going to go to high detail about them, but I will say this. They all fit, uh, fit in the top 50 in my aggregate model, top 50 in my confidence model. Um, specifically for Munoz, who I think is kind of underpriced here at $6,800. Um, I think he's got a solid shot at making the cut. Obviously, Munoz is always pretty volatile here, um, just in general, not here specifically. But he did have a 26th place in 2020. But he's missed the cut, the waste management, 65th at the Sony. So you're kind of hoping he's worked out some of those kinks and he's able to fix things. Uh, Marty Laird, of course, $6,800. Um, a solid play. I think he fits this course very well. Probably has a, a, a solid option in terms of because of the, his ability to approach. And I like that that concept. You look at his course history here, 11th, 8th, 9th, miscut, and 43rd. Um, recent form is pretty terrible, so hopefully people are weighing that a little bit more, and that will reduce some ownership. But I just don't think a lot of people are on Martin Laird, and, and I get it. So 
The last two guys I'm going to mention, HV3 and Doc Redman. I don't love these guys, but I wanted to throw them out there. I'll even throw in Chucky Three Sticks. I think Chucky Three Sticks is a solid play. But th these three guys are, are, are just, they're high-risk, volatile plays. But when they pay off, they usually pay off with top 10s and top 5s. So, like, Doc Redman has been terrible lately. Varner's been all over the course. We, we haven't seen a lot of great success from either of these guys. I mean, Redman missed two straight cuts and then a 70th, while Varner missed cut. Typical Varner, then 13th, and then a missed cut. Um, so so it'll be interesting to say that. You look at CH3, missed cut, missed cut, 19th, and that was at the Farmers, Amex, and Sony. So it, it'll be interesting how these things kind of fold out here in this 6K range. But that's it. Those are the MGs. Naismith, Gim, Munoz, Laird, Varner, and Redmond. I don't think, in fact, I'm certain I'm not going to be getting down into this lower, like, sub $6,500 range. I could see, like, going to someone like Jinjun Zhang or Austin Cook or, or, or Stuart Sink. Like, I guess those are options in, in play this weekend. It's just I don't think I'm going to get there. Um, I don't really want to get there, to be honest. I, I just don't. So, uh, But those are some other guys. But that's it, man. Let, let's, let's take it home. Oh, you men are all alike. Seven or eight quick ones, and you're off with the boys to boast and brag. You better keep your mouth shut. Oh, I think I love him. That's it. It's over. It's all over. That is the breakdown of the Genesis Invitational. Join us next week as we break down the WGC Mexico Invitational. One of my favorite WGC events. Not a huge fan of no-cut events, but still. We'll be there. Cut line, I'll break it down. And of course, you've got the Puerto Rico Open next week as well. So make sure you take advantage of that. I want to thank you, the listener, for spending your precious time with us. I want to thank Fanshare Sports. Fantasy National, PGA Tour, of course. If you have not subscribed to Fanshare Sports, go to FanshareSports.com. Scout code, write the word cut line. Again, thank you so much for spending your time with us. Good news, huge news, big news, large news coming for the cut line soon. So stay, you know, stay connected with us. Sunday's yours. Go get them. Six to six. Woo.